You are listening to the Campus Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Dinah Jansen. Each Wednesday at 5 p.m. on CFRC 101.9 FM in Kingston, I welcome a new guest from Queen's University to discuss news, issues, upcoming events, initiatives, and services for the benefit of Queen's students, faculty, staff, and alumni. Thanks for tuning in to this podcast, and we hope you enjoy the episode. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Campus Beat, and it's a very special Campus Beat today. I am welcoming Principal and Vice Chancellor Daniel Wolf in studio. Thank you for coming and joining me today. Thanks very much, Dinah. It's been a great pleasure to have this invitation to come and uh, join Campus Beat. (laughs) (laughs) And Daniel's actually been in our studios quite a lot. As many of our listeners know, Daniel Wolf has his own program right here on CFRC Monday afternoons called Dark Glasses. Yeah, yeah, yeah uh, I do, as a matter of fact. Uh, so usually I'm doing the, the talking and the interviewing. So uh, here I am sitting uh, in the other chair here in <laughs> CR1. The and tables have been turned indeed. <laughs> All right, so we're going to launch right into our conversation. Uh, Principal Wolf has joined us today in order to uh, talk a little bit about uh, um, his time as principal over the last 10 years and uh, um, as he's uh, soon completing his term as principal and before he goes on administratively for a couple of years. So it's a really great chance to catch you. Catch me while you can. <laughs> catch him uh, while you can. Yes, indeed. So, uh, Principal Wolf, tell us uh, how you actually came to be a principal. What so I've had conversations with folks in the past like, okay, sometimes people are professors and then they become a dean or something at what does the process look like to actually become a principal? How did that work for you? Um, well, I would say for most people, it's a combination of accident and circumstance because you know, in contrast to the corporate world where one might join uh, you know, General Motors or uh, AT&T or the Royal Bank uh, you know, and as a right at the bottom and hope to escalate oneself in 30, 35 years to the role of CEO. Nobody in academia goes into the business of being an academic thinking that they'd like to be uh, a president or principal or even an administrator for that. In fact, for mo- most of us regular academics, uh, when we're starting out our career, that that's uh, almost anathema. That's uh, not something you think about. And mm-hmm. uh, to be perfectly honest, in the first part of my career when I was a history professor at Dalhousie, uh, becoming an administrator was the furthest thing from my my mind. Indeed, mm-hmm. I was actually pretty active on the faculty association side of the uh, of the of the fence, you know, creating trouble for administrators uh, <laughs> there. And um, I, I about 1997 or so. I decided I, I w- I'd been there for about 12 years and I wanted a change. And I, I also uh, was getting a little bit disillusioned with what I saw as a sort of permanent us and them between administration and uh, and the union uh, mm-hmm. where I was at, at Dalhousie. So uh, just kind of on spec, really. I'd been you know the graduate chair in my department, but I'd really never done anything beyond that. Kind of on spec, I put my name in the ring for uh, Associate Dean of Graduate Studies. Uh, you know, to my you know amazement, got uh, got the job. The guy that hired me, Peter Ricketts, the current president of Acadia, and I've remained good friends uh, ever since. Uh, he actually went on leave for six months 
almost immediately after I started. So I found myself from professor to acting dean, and you know, you know, zero point five years, and I had to kind of learn uh, through uh, you know trial and error and. Uh, uh, you know, you try and avoid landmines. You hope you survive the landmines you step on. And believe me, early in my administrative career, I stepped on quite a quite a few. Mm-hmm. Uh, the president of Waterloo and I, who uh, he was uh, similarly at uh, Dell at the time while we were merging two programs, we were uh, uh, we joked about those t- times in the uh, over the over the over the years. But anyway, I decided that you know this isn't such a bad gig after all, and uh, I. Uh, put my hand up for a line deanship, uh, Dean of Humanities at McMaster, early in 1999, and uh, again, again, to to my uh, great uh, astonishment, got the job, uh, moved to Hamilton, and uh, did three years as dean there. Then uh, that was a great place, really enjoyed my time. I met my wife uh, while I was uh, there. I met uh, a fellow dean who later became my provost at Queens, <laughs> Alan Harrison, uh, there and many other, other people. Um, I then three years later moved largely for family reasons to become dean of arts at the University of Alberta. That mm-hmm. was a propitious, uh, a propitious move. Uh, and uh, uh, got seven more years under my belt running a very, very large and complex faculty. Uh, included everything from psychology and uh, linguistics at one end to uh, art and drama at, uh, at the other end. And I did uh, six, five years of that and then an administrative leave. And uh, by the time I came back from the leave to start a second term at Dean, I knew I was ready for, you know, something else. And, you know, quite, quite, funnily enough, Julie, my wife, and I had always joked that, you know, if I continue on this administrative track, uh, which had initially only been intended as a short-term digression from Mm -hmm. being an academic, if I continue on this track, you know, my sort of ideal end of career job would be principal of Queens, my alma mater. Ha 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 ha! Like that's going to happen. You know. <laughs> so, um, to my amazement, um, uh, things just kind of worked out. I got an email, uh, you know, soliciting you know interest in the position of principal. Uh, Karen Hitchcock, the previous principal, had st- stepped down in May of 2008, and I, ironically, just as I'd actually been here visiting with my son, who was uh, contemplating coming to Queens. Mm-hmm. And and, uh, and did in fact, so you know, I applied. Uh, was asked to write a letter. Uh, uh, did one interview with the committee in December and came back for a second round of interviews in uh, January and uh, uh, got got offered the gig. And, uh, <laughs> well, it wasn't a tough decision to say yes. I can tell you. Indeed, yeah. but uh, it sounds like it was quite the process yeah. and uh, a lengthy many years of uh, administrative experience yeah. ahead of time too. Uh, but it also sounds like. Uh, what you had set the oh boy doesn't that sound like the dream job well before you would even become the principal but it also sounds like you actually uh, came to enjoy uh, something that you had maybe once considered anathema uh, well I did I think one of the things I, I learned uh, from 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 doing the job is that uh, you know people will have different views on the state of the university any university not yes. just Queens. 
And uh, you just need to assume that even though you're going to disagree that, uh, you know, there, there is a common good in mind and you're just differing on the way to get there. It doesn't mean that there aren't going to be some sharp uh, disagreements. But uh, mm-hmm. I also uh, felt that uh, for 10 years I had been doing nothing but complain about uh, administration and things that I didn't like about the ways you know, way universities worked mm-hmm. and that this was my opportunity to kind of put up or shut up and, you know, maybe do something uh, uh, about it and put some of this stuff into into effect. And mm-hmm. I've just been fortunate that, that uh, you know, uh, all three of my previous institutions, uh, uh, I've got an opportunity uh, to, to do that. Okay. Yeah. So now... While you have been principal at Queen's University, um, clearly a lot of work, your work day is uh, a significant amount of administration, Um, but I also understand that you uh, still continue to teach some courses and even supervise graduate students. How does that work? Well, I would say some courses is probably a little, stretching it a little bit. A bit uh, rash. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> it's uh, I mean, what I, I've, I've uh, always done some teaching throughout my administrative career, even if it was uh, simply graduate student supervision, which is a little more flexible mm-hmm. you know, in terms of time and scheduling. Um, most of my time here at Queen's, I've either you're done visits to uh, History 121, the first year course, which I took as a student in 1976, mm-hmm. hope someday to be teaching. Uh, uh, I'm sure my department uh, uh, chair will be interested to, <laughs> to hear that. But, uh, um, but I also taught two courses a few a couple of years apart just for a break from History 121. And uh, I've, I've, I've always insisted that I was an academic first and, and an administrator second. Mm-hmm. And even even if I'm being paid to be an administrator and it is really a 100% job, I wasn't going to leave that part of my life behind because I knew I was going to be going back to it uh, at, at some day. didn't know when that day would be. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was uh, similarly with uh, graduate students, you know, that, that was my way of, you know, trying to stay semi-current. I, I work in actually two quite different historical fields. Yes, and, you do. Uh, and they don't necessarily uh, overlap that much. The so, history uh, of history and steward area history, uh, the, as I understand. Well, I work, uh, my sort of home turf is 16th and 17th century England, and I haven't taught that full-time uh, full time for you know, years and years and years, but uh, I also have a strong interest in my most recent writings have largely been about more of the history of historical writing and scholarship, mm-hmm. uh, partly because um, in, an, in an administrative job, you simply can't take the sort of monthly off in the summer uh, to, you know, go and hang around the archives in, in the UK. Yeah. <laughs> so, and in that regard, have you uh, been doing any research and writing at all during your, during uh, your tenure? I, I, I have. I mean, I, I, I brought with me from the University of Alberta a multi-volume editorial project with Oxford University Press that mm-hmm. came out in five volumes, uh, 2011 and 12, to 12, called The Oxford History of Historical Writing. 
and uh, I fortunate, was fortunate enough to have a very, very bright young uh, postdoc uh, work with me to do, I would say, much of the nuts and bolts uh, stuff, leaving me in more supervisory uh, role. And he's now happily ensconced as a uh, with an academic job of his own at the University of Queensland in, okay. in Australia. I also had a contract uh, also agreed to before I came uh, to Grant to do a one-volume book of my own. That was with Cambridge University Press, not Oxford. And I had that written largely during my leave at U of A in 2007-A, but it needed some work, so I finished it off during the first few months of my principalship. Mm -hmm. uh, and then latterly, that came out in 2011, and then a couple of years ago, the same press said, well, we really like the book, but it's, you know, 600 pages and it's not being taken up for obvious reasons for sort of undergraduate textbook use. Could you do a, you know, a uh, sleeker, shorter <laughs> revised version? So I said, yeah, sure. And uh, so a couple of summers ago, I spent uh, my entire five weeks of holiday ruthlessly chopping down uh, a 600-page uh, book into a 300-page book. And that one just came out. A couple of months ago. Okay, uh, yeah. so quite a, quite an exercise that yeah. was, indeed. Um, so, and I guess the other thing, though, too, is while you've been uh, juggling uh, so much in terms of the administrative work as well as uh, largely graduate supervision with the occasional course, and still staying relatively active in your in your own publishing. Um, do you even have time for fun? What do you do? Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> what's I, your downtime? I, I, well, like? I, I, don't, I don't have huge amounts of time for it, and I must say that is one of the things I'm looking forward to about the summer, and uh, and that it's not going to be a summer I spend doing academic stuff because I've got the next two years to yes. to to do that. But I, I have a, a number of hobbies. I, I I do the show, which I've been doing for for a number of years, and. Uh, you know, for me to put together a month's worth of hour-long shows is typically a full-day uh, process on a, on a weekend. Uh, I enjoy photography, I enjoy astronomy. One of the reasons we moved to Yarker from central Kingston about a year ago uh, was uh, the dark skies. That it was, you know, I had a, I have this honking great telescope, which in central Kingston we lived on Earl Street was just about uh, useless. Yes, you can see Jupiter, but and the moon, but uh, <laughs> not not a huge amount else with the with the light pollution. So Yarker is very good. Half of my my uh, local chapter of the Royal Astronomical Society of Canada, which I have belonged to for many years, but have not succeeded in getting to a meeting for six or seven years at least, and hope to change that too. But uh, a good many of them live out in Yarker, Camden East, and uh, that area close to the Lennox and Addington dark sky. Uh, photography is fun. I, I enjoy playing music, though I'm not very good. I have an alto saxophone that hasn't actually seen the light of day since we moved to Kingston. I decided that one hobby just had to get completely parked, uh, and that was the one that was going to require the most... Uh, maintenance if you like. Uh, <laughs> but uh, now you're going to break it out again well we'll we'll see my wife and the cats may have views on uh, on, <laughs> on that but, uh, well uh definitely let us know if you're going to be doing any performances at music or something <laughs> <laughs> although i don't know if you could really interview yourself at our classes yeah it'd be hard well we do have two mics here so i could just simply switch uh, switch mics and uh, yeah. go back and forth yeah, yeah. indeed 
Um, so as principal, uh, what would you say are your uh, greatest or proudest accomplishments? Well, I mean, I guess... Is that, um, is that maybe you get that question a lot? I, I mean, I do get it. And I think there have been a lot of things. I mean, I, I think it's fair to say that when I arrived, the university was struggling a little bit, and uh, there were financial challenges. Uh, I think we had some, you know, challenges with government relations, challenges with labor relations. Uh, there were vacant vice principalships, um, several of them, or ones with actings. Um, so uh, the and the biggest thing was that nobody nobody knew how money worked in the place. I, we knew where money came from. We knew where it went out, but nobody knew how it circulated within. So mm-hmm. within within a year, I had you know gone on enough visits to departments that I realized there was something fundamentally wrong with the budget model, and. Uh, uh, it's it's a boring achievement in some ways, but I think it's been fundamental to the sound financial position the university is in today. And um, I I don't uh, the only credit I will take for that is realizing there was a problem, realizing what the fix would be, and then hiring the guy that actually did the fix. <laughs> you know, that's Alan Harrison, who was our uh, former our provost, provost for, yep. for for five years, and mm-hmm. who again had been a fellow dean with me at. Uh, at uh, McMaster and then gone on to be provost at a couple of other places uh, in, in between, and we, we kept in touch. I'm very pleased with what we've done on mental health. I know there are still real challenges, and we can't uh, hire sufficient counselors to satisfy the need, but the fact of the matter is uh, mental health has come out of the shadows over the last few years. Uh, we, uh, I think we had that horrible year, 2010-11, with uh, several deaths by suicide, two accidental deaths as well on top of that. Uh, and I think we've made some real progress on that. Credit to David Walker, who ran the Principal's Mental Health Commission. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks to many of our donors who have actually stepped up and supported some of our enhanced mental health services. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, non-academic discipline was a tough one. We were uh, wrestling with a hundred odd years of tradition of this being left entirely to student government. But that was something that put the university at great risk. Mm-hmm. A university of this size, no longer a university of uh, 2,000 students as in principal grants. Right. <laughs> so that was, and I, I think I'm, I'm uh, not so much proud of that we did it as that we did it with collaboration with the AMS and the students and without uh, whatever call sort of blood on the on the, on the floor, and I credit uh, particularly the AMS and SGPS executives of that particular year uh, mm-hmm. for, for, for helping in that. Um, I think we made great progress, particularly in the last two or three years, on what I would call the long-standing issues of racism and inclusion and, and so forth. Uh, I think uh, I'll be the first to admit we were a little slow on, on that one. I think uh, between the budget and the finances and government relations and uh, then mental health, um, that one, I think, didn't have as high a place on my radar as I think it ought to have until the infamous costume party, I mm. think, uh, made made me and I think others realize, okay, we really do have a problem here. And uh, I think between things like the uh, uh, TRC ta- task force uh, and the Principal- Principal's Implementation Committee, and a whole bunch of stuff that's been enacted by the deans mm-hmm. uh, since then uh, in terms of hiring and curricular change. I think we've made some real progress, a long way to go, but there's no saying better, better late than never. 
Indeed. Okay. So now, what do you love most about the Queen's experience that you've had? Oh, yeah, that's a, that's a mean question, Diana. I can't possibly <laughs> narrow it down to, to, to one thing. It's, it's uh, I mean, obviously. A mean question. Like, <laughs> okay, a tough question. Not a, not a mean question. Not a mean question. It's a tough question. It's a tough question, but... Uh, uh, there's there's so much. I mean, uh, as I told the interviewing committee, the search committee, ten years ago, uh, I was interested in the job for four reasons. One, uh, it's a fantastic school, just period. Who wouldn't want to be leading the school? Um, a great national and increasingly international reputation. Um, secondly, I was uh, an alumnus, so it's my alma mater, so mm -hmm. doubly so. Thirdly, by that point, my middle kid, Sam, was a student here. And fourthly, I actually thought that there was a reasonable chance that after uh, many, many years at three other universities and administrative experience there, that I actually might have a shot at actually doing some good. So, um, yeah, all of that's been good. I, I can't say that every day in the job has been delightful fun. <laughs> it isn't in any job, as, no. we, as we well know. And, uh, but uh, I would say on the whole, it's been, it's been, a, it's been a good experience uh, for me. Uh, I hope on balance it's been good for the university, but that's uh, something, as they say, history will, history will judge. But, uh, yeah, there, uh, I'm, not going anywhere. We're, uh, I think we're intent pretty much on sticking around and uh, me heading back to the classroom. Okay. And so maybe to make it less difficult to answer. You're a tough, you're a tough prof, uh, <laughs> Dr. Johnson. Uh, uh, I wouldn't have wanted to be in one of your Russian history classes. Yeah. With just bullet point Q&A, tell me now. Yeah. No. Okay, so, all right, if, there's, if it's difficult to pinpoint what you love most about the Queen's experience, can you, can you think of something that you might miss about being the principal? Um, it's a long time. Yeah, it's a long time. I mean, there's lots of things. I mean, <laughs> there are going to be some shocks when I wake up on July the 1st and realize that for the first time in 22 years, I have no staff. <laughs> and oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I will have to do my own travel book and my own expenses and, and so forth. But that's, you know, like every other faculty member, but that too will be part of the experience. Um, you know, there's a certain thrill and excitement about being at the at the center of things, and I've got to meet some fantastic people that I would not otherwise have gotten to meet. I've gotten to travel places that my normal research agenda would never have taken me, mm -hmm. um, and uh, that's all part. I think I've, I've really enjoyed the external part uh, of it. Uh, I miss the interactions with the student government, uh, again, you know, often not agreeing on stuff, but uh, I would say for the most part, most of the AMS and SGPS executives I've had have been uh, pretty, pretty collaborative and wanting to work together and not, uh, you know, stick it to, to the man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. All right. So uh, because I know your assistant, Cheryl, requires you to be somewhere very soon, I only have one more question. Yes, Principal Wolf doesn't make his own schedule and his assistant. But I will be. <laughs> <laughs> but his assistant told me, no, 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 he needs to be out of here at a certain time. Thanks, Cheryl. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and so for our last question, though, um, as you are wrapping up your own term, uh, have you 
you any advice for young scholars and soon-to-be graduates of the um, university? Well, I actually do. Uh, and actually, I, I give advice to undergraduates when they're graduating uh, times 22 ceremonies at convocation in the spring, and I'll be doing that again. So I'm going to focus my answer to your question on uh, those out there who are pondering an academic career okay. or in graduate programs. Um, it is tough out there. You know that. It has been like that for, for quite some time. It was actually no easier when I was out on the, uh, on the, on the market in the early 80s after my doctorate at Oxford. Um, uh, there, there had been very little hiring through the 70s and, and through the 80s. All I would say is, is, is two things. Uh, one is there are lots of things you can do with a PhD apart from being a professor and don't let anybody tell you that that is somehow a, a lesser choice mm -hmm. than, uh, than, you know, being, being an academic. I have plenty of former graduate students who are happy, happy, happy doing other things than being uh, mini versions of me. <laughs> uh, and, and one of the things that drives me crazy is when, you know, uh, colleagues start talking about that that's the only destination for their graduate students. However, if you do want an academic career, stay at it. I had several years of uh, precarious employment, as it is now called. I got very, very lucky a number of times, and there's no question, luck and timing and uh, the breaks are a good part of it, uh, and there's also hard work is a lar large part of it as well. Mm -hmm. But uh, just you know, stick with stick with it, and uh, hopefully something will 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 come your way. Well, those are great words of wisdom from Principal Daniel Wolf. Thank you so much for coming again to our studios on on this particular occasion to talk about um, uh, yeah the, your term as principal. And also, don't forget, everyone, too. Uh, principal Wolf is uh, host on his own program, Dark Glasses, Ms. Claire Martin, uh, who you just did an interview with today as well. That's right. Claire is coming to Kingston to perform at the Isabel Bader Center on the 26th, and uh, I'll be airing that interview on Dark Glasses on the uh, April 22nd show at 2 p.m. Okay, so this is fantastic. Lots of lots of great stuff coming out of uh, Dark Glasses in the coming weeks, but also don't forget to tune in because... Daniel Wolf may be leaving this his term as principal, but he's still continuing on with his show. Thank you so much. Super. Thanks a lot, Daniel. <laughs>